Hi, Love welcome. Talk Radio. <laughs> Hi, welcome. This is Christine Handy, also known as Willow Adair, the author of the book Walk Beside Me. I have my rock star friend and uh, fellow godly earthly angel, Amanda Richard. Thank you so much for being here, Amanda. Thanks for having me, Steve. Oh, I'm so excited. This is just truly one of the biggest blessings. This woman is a rock star, and everybody who's listening or will listen to this when it's put on iTunes will uh, be just so marveled and amazed by this woman. <laughs> truly, she is... Uh, I can't say you're quiet. i got to laugh. That's good. That's good. I love it. So, okay, let's get started here. Um, this podcast is about friendship and how we as women um, united are so much more powerful than apart. And I feel like in this day and age, the media portrays women as so self-deprecating and uh, kind of tearing each other apart. And that, that is the opposite of my book and the opposite of the relationships that I have in my life at this stage of my life, which I'm proud to say. So, um, again, thank you for being here, Amanda, and let's get started. Uh, purpose requires connection, right? You know, yes. you plug in your phone, and there always has to be a connection. And when we get disconnected, uh, we isolate ourselves, which I'm guilty of a lot. Uh, we are like a phone with no charger. Life has a purpose. But the purpose is not what we are for. The purpose is who are you here for? Hmm. I think I shouted that out pretty clearly in my book. Um, but uh, my life has... Uh, my life used to be about the stuff, and now my life is about the who, not the what. Um, when, you get, when you go through cancer or big issues, you, things get taken and changed. And my question to Amanda is, do you ask what you are here for or who you are here for? Mm. Well, I love what you said in the beginning because you were talking about isolation. Mm. It's, it's, I love this because I get to look at Christine. You guys don't know this, but I'm sitting on her gorgeous sofa and I'm getting to stare at her in a beautiful smile. And uh, I'll and take that this, compliment today. Share this moment with y'all. But um, the reality of it is, is that the first thing was about isolation. And I mean, all the long day, that has been something that I have thoroughly struggled with in that you know, I was raised out in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota by incredibly controlling legalistic parents who encouraged isolation. And it was a very backwards, confusing message to a girl like me, who also was very colorful, outgoing, and happy to see and meet people. Um, Yet at the same time, you know, being taught with that old school message, don't tell anyone anything, don't share any of your business with any of your, you know, any of your family business with anyone. Right. And um, you know, what happens here stays here kind of thing. I mean, backwards Vegas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Almost it's what like, happens almost in like the family shame. stays in the family, almost right? Like mm-hmm. You know, Vegas took it from yeah. the house, not, they didn't invent it. <laughs> and the reality of it was, was that when I then went out into life, I didn't really know how to interact socially. And mm. especially when, when women would want to come into my life and want to give to me, it was very difficult for me, and it still is to this day. I'm 45 years old. Wow. And it's difficult. You know how it's difficult for people when you give a gift? It's hard for them to receive, but it's yes. easy to give. Yes. And so, you know, that's just something that I think that through time, yes, we do learn, but it's very, very difficult to learn if you don't have women in your life that love you for who you are, see you as God sees you, and gives you the grace 
and the patience and the understanding in order to live it in a way out for you to help teach you. Mm. I don't think women really understand how much we need to really teach each other regardless of our age. Yes. So you and I are the same age. Right. However, I've learned so much from women that are 55, 55, yes. 75, and, and 15. Right, right. You know, I know a lot yes. of 15-year-old women. Yes. I know a lot of 20-year-old grow like women. Yeah. You know, just kind of like men, right, Christine? Yeah, and 50-year-old children. Yeah, I know 50-year-old <laughs> boys. <laughs> 80-year-old boys, don't we? I mean, come on, come on. That's the truth, and the reality of it is. And then, you know, second to that, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we were talking about why the relationship with women is the way it is, I, I was saying this to my husband the other day. You see books. Um, father and daughter. I mean, with the Y, you've got Indian princess and, right. oh, it's the Valentine's dance for fathers and daughters. And, and then you'll have sometimes the mothers and sons, like the end of Cotillion. We get to dance right, with right, our boys. Right. Once a year. That's it. That's all we've got. And then what is there for mothers and daughters? And mm. isn't it every sitcom you listen to, every movie um, that's out, you always have this, what, yeah, yeah, sisterhood, um, uh, I can go on. I didn't even prepare to start r- rallying up <laughs> movies, but by all means, come in and shoot some off. Um, but, you know, it's all about these, you know, mothers really and daughters. Right. Well, Not that's really, really <laughs> way off. Yeah, no, but, 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 you know, relationships with mothers and daughters are difficult. So why are we surprised when women get out there and then they don't, they don't know how to read each other or understand one another and don't know how to love and give. And, and there's, and there's that, there, you know, you've got this whole entire separate subject, which is, there's so many similarities, but the whole mean girl thing too. Right. And why is that? Right. And I've always said to my daughter, well, if that girl's going to be that way now, she's going to grow up to be that way. Okay. Now, what am I really saying to my daughter? Just be ready. Shame on you. Don't be, say that. Be ready. That's not good. That's not healthy. It's not really what I should be saying. And I mean, not that I'm continuing to say it, but it's not something I should have said in the past. And the reality of it is, is that, um, Look, it's tough being a woman. It's difficult. And, it's, and we're so vulnerable. We're like nurturers. Yeah. We're designed and created by God to mm-hmm. care for one another, to nurture, to um, fix each other's boo-boos. Yeah. We're designed to do that. And then yet we have this whole other aspect that um, leaves us um, broken and leaves us wounded because there's gossip and there's dissension. And there's competition, and there's fear, and there's pride, and insecurity, insecurity, and you know they're all a part, of, they're all branches off the same tree, and right. I think the root of it at the end of the day is fear, always, is fear, yeah. and that's where I do believe God does step in, yes, and wants to teach us as now more than ever, as long as we respond to God, as long as we, yeah, absolutely. I, I just returned from um, a Hillsong conference in Sydney and it was a color conference if any of you um, know about it oh, it's awesome amazing a color is specifically designed for women so it's not the Hillsong United Conference with men and women etc so on and so forth it was designed specifically for women and this was like I mean if if Sally Field could stand on the mm-hmm. soapbox in a, in a manufacturing plant imagine that but from a biblical perspective for the awesome. rights of women and not in a way that was from a feminist perspective, but it was, it was such an incredible um, spiritual empowering conference that really showed me from a biblical perspective how incredible women are and how we significant and important and how on the forefront we are in the eyes of God, how in the kingdom we are so incredibly powerful and important. Wow. 
That's encouraging. I mean, I'm still trying to digest it. That's encouraging. Just that sentence alone to all of you was just me digesting it. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's, I'm still trying to get it. So anyway. Oh, let me, okay. So let me go on the, on that for one second. Can you give me one example of that? Um, for what, what was the most important thing you learned from that conference about the relationships with women? Hmm. You know, I like it. My girlfriend, Michelle uh, Vale, who lives in Tulsa, uh, has a, a yoga club? Yes. 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 She runs <laughs> salt yoga in Utica Square, people. Hit, okay, salt yoga. Salt yoga. And uh, Michelle has this case on her phone, and it says on the back, help me win. And we as women, um, that, that's, that's it right there, help me win. And help that was one of the things that when I was at the conference, you Man, have 8,000 women that are, well, probably 10. What was there, 10,000 women? And even while I'm there, the conference for 2018 was completely sold out while we were just sitting there um, for the first week of next year. That the reality of it is, is, is that there's all these women that have gathered together and were so incredibly encouraged and empowered, not in a way to not support and to encourage men. It wasn't all, we're all women, hear us roar, forget about our families and our husbands. Right. It's, here's how significant we are, and here's how we play an incredible, fascinating, beautiful role um, in the part of the kingdom, again, as women. And that's, that's the main thing that I learned. It's really hard. It kind of goes against what we've always been taught in church, right? Right, 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 you know? right, 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 yeah. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I do love listening to Amanda talk. I just love her voice. I love her spirit. I love looking at her eyes. She's just, um, she's so yummy. I wish you you all could see her. Thank you, darling. Anyway, um, going back to Walk Beside Mm Me, uh, my book, I personally, I feel like I walked away from my comfort zone to tell that Mm -hmm. story. It was Mm -hmm. very, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I exposed myself on many levels, Mm -hmm. but wasn't about me. I finally had to realize it wasn't about me. In fact, Amanda was one of the people that taught me that. Mm-hmm. It was the people I needed to help and the women that needed to hear that message. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we need a little nudge from the Lord or maybe a, a, you know, a bigger nudge like I needed for, for women, for us as individuals, to go out into the world and, and really to be as much as we can be and have the courage to do that. Because I find that uh, many times when, as a woman – Sometimes I, I felt like I was being held back by my own um, judgment and my own uh, belief that what I should be doing was, was not what I could. Right. And it's that, you know, belief that when I grew up, we were supposed to get married and we were supposed to have kids and mm. not really have a career. And that, that's, that's kind of how I grew up. Um, and not to say that that was bad, but mm. I, I finally have come into a space that I am so proud of. So, Amanda, have you had a trial where you felt like you had to get a little nudge from the Lord to be what he wanted you to be? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you are such a, a woman of God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no theologian. And I'm constantly, I kind of feel like you are, though. I'm constantly meeting women that I'm like, oh, my God, she's so godly. And I'm always just, you know, mm. wanting to brush up against them and just learn and soak. And I've always done that. I was so, um, and I'll just say this quickly before I just share my thoughts on, on your question, is that I was so uh, fortunate to have a godly grandmother. Oh. And from 
having her in my life, you know, I could really do no wrong. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a way that I was spoiled. I mean that in a way that, you know, no matter what I said or did, she didn't judge me. Mm. Um, if I said or did something that clearly was inappropriate, yeah. uh, which is often yet to this day. And uh-huh. uh, for those who know me that are listening, I'm so glad you're not commenting right now. But <laughs> with that said, I mean, there was always grace because she knew my heart was good. Right. And so she was always there to help me win. Right. That's a great she example. She was always there to help me win. She was always like, I love her. Wow. I know her. She's mine. I'm here to help her win. Mm. And so she was always like, baby, you know, you don't, this isn't what we do. Wow. You know, whereas friends today, you make a mistake and they're like, let's not talk to her anymore. Right. Well, yes. Right. Or well, you're not invited to that luncheon or you're this or that or whatever. I don't know. And, you know, or or you're not invited invited to the Bible study. Right. If you do something wrong, I see that happen too. You're like, what? How do you X out of a Bible study? (laughs) It happens. It happens, girls. But with that said, you know, gosh, can I choose a, a moment of calamity that I could say? Um, I am segueing big time. How do you have, to, how do you, how do you have to? Li- you can't limit it to one. I no, that's I'll a bad one yesterday. No, no, really, no. I now, like what? I, um, you know, I have so many. I, I really, truly, truly have so many. And um, did it bring you closer to the Lord? I'll tell you because of. Uh, I don't know if my grandmother was whispering things to me in utero. I um, just know that I always had such a deep, sincere, raw Mm. hunger for the Lord. And I didn't even know who he was. I just knew what he was and how I felt about, about him in my life. And I didn't even know what that meant until I met him. And then, you know, I mean, again, as, as my personality continued, I'd have, I met him again, and then I'd meet him again, <laughs> and, and hence the calamity. But yeah, look, God. Yeah, but, really? you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a beautiful disaster, as I think all of us mm. women are. It's very difficult to be a woman. Um, do I have a lot of stories? Yeah. I, I have a difficult time understanding people that say they have no regrets. Do you? I don't know. No, I, I have so many regrets. I mean, I, yeah. I, there's so many do-overs. I know. Can I do-over? I can we just, like, dry erase? Yeah, can we, we can, can start we, over. Is there a dry erase? But at the end of the day, um, yes, I do believe, and I'm so grateful for this, that when um, the rubber has met the road, when incredible, severe, tragic, um, amazing uh, trials yeah. have come into um, yeah. My footprint of life, I've gotten on my knees. Mm. I can't even say knees. I feel like, yeah. flat I, on my I think face. maybe you taught me that too, yeah. I mean, and I don't even feel it in my heart. I feel it in the pit of my stomach. Mm. You know, because everything from mm. what I'm really made of and how much I really do love him, that does come out and that is drawn out. So I think that's good for people to have to look at when you do face those situations. What comes out of you? Right. Like what's, what do you, where do you really run? You know, I'm not saying that I haven't wanted to go, oh my God, I want a glass of wine right now. <laughs> you know, give me a stoke and a glass of wine. No, no. But I mean, I'm not saying that I haven't wanted to turn to picking mm. up the phone and calling my friends and just completely, you know, unloading or, or pour, playing a bunch of sobby, sad, crying music and ball my eyes out or light a bunch of candles. Of course I want to do all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the first thing that every, my spirit says is call on to me. You know, everything within me cries out to the Lord. Right. And then again, I'm, I'm flawed and imperfect. Of course, I'd like to have a glass of wine, maybe a bottle. I mean, of course. <laughs> Let go and let go. Let's be honest. But, you know, I mean, that's yes. just my flesh. And, it, and it's just, you know, this is where, you know, God meets us when we're honest with him because he's honest with us. That's such a great point. 
Um, so I have a question about my book, since you've read it and you are in it. Uh, <laughs> there are many points in my book that readers have shared with me uh, that it made them cry and laugh at the exact same time. Mm. As an author, that's just quite a compliment. Mm-hmm. Gee, I have I have a very good example mm-hmm. of that for my book. Mm. Um, and it's my I, example. It's your example. So would you like to share that? Well, it's your or, story to tell. Okay, so I'll share it. Yeah. And I'll let Amanda take over. Edit. <laughs> I'll let Amanda edit the story. Um, but this, this, this is one of the things that happened one, mm-hmm. one day, and this is how I recall this. And I, this is a sad story, but it really is such a beautiful, happy story. Mm-hmm. Um, in my book, there was, a, there was a description of a morning that I had a really rough morning. I was going through chemo. It was depth of my suffering. And uh, my husband was at work, and my son was at school, and my other son was at boarding school. My, uh, I, the door just... I, the door opened. I didn't hear it open, and I had gotten under my kitchen table and put a blanket over me and just was sobbing. Mm. I felt despair. I felt um, confused. I felt anger. I felt I had nowhere to go, and I just wanted to crawl under a rock. And I heard somebody on the phone walk in, and I was crying, and so I didn't hear it too well. And then somebody got closer, and I heard this woman talking. And she kept getting closer, and she, I could tell, I could sense, you know how we all have the sixth sense women, I could sense that she was probably looking around for me while she was on the phone. And suddenly I heard her say, I'm going to have to call you back, click. And then this woman gets under the table, and this is not a yoga friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> this girl, I did not pick her up in the yoga studio. This girl crawls under the table with me and gets under that blanket and just holds me. And I mean, I'm telling you, that is true friendship. That is, that is life-giving. That is the hands and the feet of the Lord. That, and that is what we as women are called to do. And that's what we should expect. We should not expect that people will walk away from us. We should expect that people will come in and lay with us. Is that how you recall the story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually talking to somebody on the phone. and uh, I think it was your decorator. Uh, it was a, a decorator <laughs> that I was interviewing again. Another one. <laughs> if you're a decorator, I'm, I'm so sorry. But, I mean, good God, if I've interviewed you before, I'm so sorry. Um, with that said, I'm on the phone, and I'm walking in, and I'm, I cannot see Christine. And, uh, yeah, there she was. Um, and I, I, let me just put this into perspective. This is a very, very very thin, incredibly frail uh, Christine, who is wearing a very ugly hat. (laughs) (laughs) She really wore that hat. Do you still have that hat? I do. Okay. Well, I I was wearing the ugly hat because I had one strand of hair. She was rocking a Lord of the Rings kind of look with like one one figure of hair sticking from her head somewhat. And I'm like, please, I beg of you, can we cut that off? And she was with like the voice of the exorcist. No, it's my hair. Um, it's all I got. I, it's what she had. And I, I got it. I get it. You know, that's her hair. And, uh, but she had this hat and she was uh, under the table. And I, you know, I've never seen anything like that before. And, you know, look again. And I was alone. I she think was I was alone. I think your housekeeper, she, uh, she always, when I'd walk in, would leave quickly. For some reason, I'm not sure what that has to do with anything either. But she left quickly. And, you know, it's, it's not even like a natural thing for me to think I'm going to go hold someone. Mm. But 
that's that's the thing when you have a, a sense of love and understanding mm. and empathy and compassion and you have a sincere knowledge of of who your friend is and what they're going through mm-hmm. you don't i don't think i didn't even think we don't think i'm going to hold her now you know what i can i attribute it to can i just say this it's a complete bizarre segue yes but when Tell when me. okay so we were living in princeton new jersey when 9-11 happened my husband's office was right across um uh the hudson and he literally above his computer could see the towers mm. look when that went down yes no one stopped to think do you think someone needs that hug or do I need to help them or how we just jumped to right Americans and are just and those of us that lived in America people visiting people who are just you know randomly here um all of us anyone that was here right we all helped each other no matter your race your religion mm-hmm. no matter who you were how you got here we all just really went to we each united. other we, no, we, we united right so when we saw tragedy and we saw suffering, yes. there's just something that's innate that's so beautiful that God's designed and created from within us to just give. Draw. And But look, draws, here's us. A, draws us. So here's another thing that makes a big difference in this is that, look, when um, I gave to you, you received. That's a good thing to talk about. You know, right. and, and when we were going through that incredibly tragic time in our, in our nation's history, we were a giving and receiving people. That's and, so true. and you know what we are? We actually all are. Remove the fear. Remove the judgment. Remove mm. anything else. And our core is human beings. Mm-hmm. Our core is human beings um, are incredibly generous and kind, and we are truly giving. And it makes a difference that um, when I've gone to be there for you, if I've rubbed your hands or your back, anytime we've ever gone to touch you and, mm-hmm. and care for you and love on you, you've received our love. And that's a big deal, especially with women, a rela- relationship with women, is that when we do give, there's a receive. You know how many times you've gone to give something, even if it's just yeah. a compliment to right. someone, and they shut you out and off? Yeah. Oh, you know no, how no, no. Yeah, to course. be yeah. shut off and yeah. shut out? Yeah. And then you're just, you're, you're, you've got emotions that come from that, that either right. you feed from your, your upbringing or from high school or from college or from your marriage or just anything, your relationships with your children. And so I think that's really incredibly important to note given um, that particular incident when I walked into the house is that, um, and not, not even that one particular incident, that with you in general that made it so possible for all of us to be who we were is that you let us. And one thing I want, I want to add is that she did walk into my house. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted there to be a pause, and I want there to be a pause. She walked into my house. She showed up, mm-hmm. and she always showed up. It's the people that show up in your lives that you got to keep on your boat. Mm. It's the people that don't show up. You have to get rid of. Right. And this is so important because people can give you life or they can take it away. They can take life from you. Mm. And one thing that I, I like to talk about is that you we really are what we eat, but we are, we are truly who we surround ourselves with. Mm. And going through chemotherapy and going through cancer and going through what I went through with my arm, changed my life completely and it changed who I surrounded myself with. I truly believe that God set up relationships long before I went through those sufferings to carry me through. But other people came into my life right before, mm. jumped in and, and didn't know what was going on, but had a sense of sense that something was going on mm. and just kept showing up. Mm. And I think as women, we need to remember to show up for each other. Mm. 
What, right. What no. Do you, think? you know, I, one of the things too I want to I want to add to that is that in uh, Psalm in uh, the forty Psalm forty is that uh, I wrote this verse down that God will hear your cry and he will lift you out of the pit of despair. Wow, that's fitting. You know, and the Lord like <laughs> that's really fitting today. heard, isn't it, today? Hey, oh. stay tuned. The story will come later. <laughs> Next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. Six o'clock if Central. I mean, look, hey, I walked in today. And, you know, we're real, we're real women. We're living a real life here. Right. There's no. There's no fluff. There's no fluff. I mean, look, we're t- Christine's talking about you are what you eat and how that relates to friends. I had a Mountain Dew and a whatchamacallit before I walked in here. And then of all things for her to say is I'm not her yoga friend. Okay, let's make this really, really clear. I meant you're not flexible. No, no, right. Well, my husband would beg to differ. He's on However, the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there children on this line? <laughs> but, you know, with that said, and also to um, Isaiah 6, uh, 66.9 says, I will not cause pain without something new being born. Mm-hmm. And that's another something that I gained that was so incredible and wonderful from um, color was <laughs> this whole topic was surrounded by being a midwife. Really? Okay. And being midwife friends to each other. I love that. Right? That's, okay. So that's going to be our talk. Now, mind you, I had my first two children in Australia. So with that said, uh, midwives had kind of more sturdy reputation. Oh. Now, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not offending any Aussie when I'm saying this because I have two kids that are uh, American-born, American, uh, Australian-born Americans. But right. with that said, there was always this contention that was between the doctors and the midwives, right? Right. Would always be, well, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Let me go ahead and get over here and da-da-da-da-da. Or the doctor would be like, well, that's a midwife. Get out of my room. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, look, you know what? There's labor pain. And so the whole topic yeah. was about like the task and the role of a midwife. And again, how significant and important women are um, to the Lord. And I just, you know, had these amazing verses that had just, you know, come to my knowledge when I was thinking about it with, you know, Luke 8 talked about the widowed women um, that mentored Luke. It was widowed women wow. that mentored Luke. I, I mean, who doesn't know who Luke is in the Bible? Like, if you know the Bible, at all, if you don't even know the Bible, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, know Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke and John, okay? Um, it was Romans 16. It was Junia that was in prison with Paul. How many times do we hear about Paul in prison? But how many times do we hear men from the pulpit or women from the pulpit, anyone in general that's speaking on Paul that actually talks about Junia? She was with him. No, I She was imprisoned with him. Um, in Luke 8, women with, you know, the woman with the severe bleeding problem. Where else do you hear about the Lord that stopped when he's with, I don't know how many women it was or how many men and women it was when he was uh, walking into the city. And it was a woman that actually drew something from him that he stopped and said, somebody touched me, mm, right? It was right. a woman. It was a woman. So incredibly important. John so, 4. So important. John 4. Um, Genesis 1. You know, God said that he created them in his image. Mm. He didn't say I created Adam in my image. I right. created them. Amen. And that That's means just... us too. We're created in his image. And it's our responsibility right now to start owning that. Yes. Not in and a way that it. takes away from men. Because we want our men to be the men that God designed and created Absolutely. them to be. Absolutely. But you know what? So should we. We need to be the women that God has designed and created us to be. True. And with them doing as they should do and walking in the way they, they should walk, we need to as well so that we can, we can do that together. We can walk together in the way that God's designed us to be because we are the them yeah. that were created in his image. Yeah. I'm sweating. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah, I love thank it. Thank you. Um, okay, so what do you advise, okay, <laughs> Amanda, Uh-oh. we have one last question. What advice would you leave our audience about women in relationships? Mm, 
Mm-mm-mm. Okay, well, listen. <laughs> okay. My husband it's told human. me I need to stop giving advice. In general, no, but I need to. That we we need do to love coach. your husband. That we need to coach. Well, like, I'm at the age where now my kids are getting to the age I need to stop start coaching. Right. You know, our kids, that they aren't going to really take our advice. They're not going to really listen to us. And the things that we say and do in that way. Um, you know, in thinking about it, you know, it, it, it's a humble truth. It's a humble truth, and it's something that vulnerably I think I struggle with and that many women struggle with on the daily all the long day is that we have we have our own issues that we have our own issues that we deal and we struggle with but at the end of the day um we're we're beautiful disasters Mm. in so many ways together together um you're right we are beautiful look my advice and I'm giving this to myself be more patient be more kind Okay, this is all to myself. Right. Don't gossip. Stop talking mean about other women. Yeah. Stop saying things out of your mouth that when it comes out of your mouth, that to whoever you're in front of tears that other woman down. Amen. And rips her apart. Stop it. Because truly, the person that you're talking about doesn't hurt them. It hurts you. It hurts, it hurts the you. inside of you. It hurts, you know, First Peter 4, 8. God's mm. commanding us to love each other deeply. Mm. And I'm, I'm convicted of this on the daily. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, look, it's not easy to be nice. It's not easy to be patient. Mm. It's not easy to be kind. If it was easy, we wouldn't need him. Right. So that's why we need him. Depend on the Lord. Right. And so well, that's th- all I got for you. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much to my special guest and my superstar friend, Amanda, for joining <laughs> this evening you're you're just a treat thank you so much i love you i love you too my love we're hugging we're hugging <laughs> thank you so much for joining us